Psalm 98. O sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre in the sound of melody, with trumpets in the sound of the horn. Make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the hills sing for joy together before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. Would you please join me as we open in prayer. Heavenly Father, we're grateful and thankful again for your, your living word. We're thankful that we have your word in our hands. Thankful that uh, we can gather here together to um, sit under your word and to hear from you. And Lord, we ask that you would work in our hearts so that we would be people who respond appropriately uh, to your word this morning. Um, Lord, again, thank you for the opportunity uh, to be here. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to, to walk through this text together. And Lord, I ask that you would um, use me as your servant to shine brightly and so that Jesus would be honored and glorified. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> this is a time of the year when we hear lots and lots of Christmas songs, don't we? Uh, we've, we've been hearing lots of Christmas songs for the past month. I know some of you maybe start your Christmas music a little earlier, so you've been maybe listening for a couple months or more. Uh, but this is a time that no matter where we are, we're hearing Christmas songs, aren't we? Whether we're watching cheesy Hallmark movies or, uh, which I confess I do sometimes. Uh, whether we're shopping, we hear Christmas songs going. Whether we're at school, uh, Christmas concerts. And whether we gather here uh, to, to worship together, we hear lots and lots uh, of Christmas songs. And one of those songs that we hear often is Joy to the World, right? Joy to the World. Joy to the World, uh, as of the late 20th century, was the most popular, uh, most published, excuse me, the most published Christmas song, Christmas carol, Christmas hymn. And I, uh, uh, Joy to the World was written by Isaac Watts, uh, 300 years ago. It was actually published 300 years ago, exactly 300 years ago in 1719. Now, Isaac Watts is the popular hymn writer who wrote, uh, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. He wrote, uh, I Sing the Mighty Power of God, by two of his well, most well-known. Uh, Isaac Watts wrote 750 hymns throughout his life. You know, kind of makes you wonder what we're doing with our time, doesn't it? <laughs> But of the 750 hymns, uh, Joy to the World is, is one of the hymns that, that he wrote. Um, in talking about this hymn in particular, Joy to the World, Isaac Watts said, said this, he said, I have formed out of the 98th Psalm, I have, I have fully expressed what I esteem to be the first and chief sense of the Holy Scriptures. And see, Isaac Watts, who I believe rightly, rightly saw he rightly saw the Psalms pointing towards the New Testament. 
he rightly saw the Psalms pointing toward the, the redemptive work of, of Jesus Christ. And because of that, Isaac Watts didn't intend for the joy to the world to merely and only be sung during the Christmas season, during this Advent season. But it's appropriate that we continue to sing joy to the world during this time because it does point to what we celebrate uh, during this time of year. Uh, one particular scholar says that, that during Advent, we celebrate the threefold Advent of Christ in his incarnation, his dwelling in our hearts by his Spirit, and by his glorious return at the last day. He continues to say that Jesus saves us from the penalty, pollution, power, and ultimately the presence of sin. Amen and amen. Right? So we do, we, do we, we celebrate these three aspects of Jesus during, during Advent, that, that he came to earth first and foremost. He's, he's God with us. He's the God-man. He's God in flesh. And we also celebrate that, that he dwells in us by his spirit, that as people who've surrendered to Jesus Christ, who've submitted to his reign and rule, we have the spirit of God living within us. And that one day Jesus will return. He'll, he'll gloriously return as king and Lord over all. As we walk through this psalm, this psalm that was inspired, um, that inspired Isaac Watts to, to write the hymn, Joy to the World, I pray that as we walk through this psalm that we will joyfully worship Jesus because he saves. That we'll see throughout this psalm that we, we joyfully worship Jesus because he saves. Now, psalm, psalm 98 uh, was, was likely written by uh, King David. Um, there's, there's not exact certainty on that, but it, it's believed that he's the one who wrote this psalm. Um, in, this, in its Old Testament context, uh, it's likely that th this psalm is in reference to a military battle, uh, though again, there's not 100% certainty on that. And it's also believed that, that this psalm was sung in worship uh, following the Babylonian exile, uh, worshiping uh, victorious God, Yahweh God, who, who saves and redeems. Now, now, scholars aren't 100% uh, certain on its historical context, uh, but these points do seem likely uh, and, and, and probable. But one thing we do know for certain is that it is appropriate, just as Isaac Watts did, it's appropriate to see this psalm, along with, with the rest of the Old Testament, as looking ahead to Jesus Christ. That living in, here in 2019, we see that this psalm has been fulfilled in Jesus. Amen? It's been fulfilled in him. And I pray that we'll see this as we walk through uh, this passage together. That we joyfully worship Jesus because he's the one who saves. He's the one who saves. Uh, looking at verses 1 through 3 uh, that we just read here in Psalm 98, we see this word salvation as being the big theme throughout verses 1 through 3. It's the the theme that's repeated, it's the, the word that's, that's repeated, that salvation is from God, that God is, is the one who saves. That we, we have a God, brothers and sisters, who's worked to save us. And he's done that for us in Jesus Christ. We know that in our sin, we're separated from God because of, of the sin of our first parents, Adam and Eve. That sin, nature has been passed on down to us. And, and as sinful people, we're, we're not allowed to come before our holy and righteous God. But God's plan from the beginning was to send Jesus. 
and to restore and to redeem sinful people like you and like me and to allow us to be in the presence of our holy God for all time. God's plan was to send Jesus. And Jesus willingly surrendered, submitted to to God the Father, came to the earth to take human form, to to live as we live and to, to die in our place. See, we needed to pay the penalty for our sin in some way, didn't we? Because of sinful people, a penalty needed to be paid for us to be brought back to our holy God. And either we needed to pay that or an appropriate sacrifice needed to be offered. And because Jesus came to the earth, which we celebrate in particular during this time, because he came to the earth, he came to be that appropriate sacrifice, dying in our place so that we can be uh, brought before God. Jesus died in our place on our behalf and that this is the purpose for Christmas. Amen? Just as Sean even just prayed. We, we, we worship God that He came to the earth. He came with a purpose. And this purpose was to, to save us and to redeem us. Which we see in our text here too in verse 1. We see to sing to the Lord a new song for He's done marvelous things. The, the marvelous things that this, this phrase refers to are God's acts of salvation. It's a marvelous thing what God has done for us to save us, to redeem us, and to give us life. And we see here in our text too, just even in these three verses, these first three verses, that it's, it's God who saves us. Amen? We dead people can't save ourselves. Dead people can't bring life to ourselves. And we don't even see here that God helps us to save ourselves, do we? We see God working His right hand, His mighty hand of salvation in giving life to to our dead souls. Our sovereign, mighty, omnipotent God, Yahweh, remember all caps, Lord, is Yahweh. Mighty, awesome, omnipotent, sovereign God. He's the one who saves us. He gives life and salvation. And we see in our text too, in verses 1-3, through that because of salvation, in God, from God alone, we have reason to sing, don't we? We sing for this reason. For He has done marvelous things. Because He's done marvelous things. He's the reason we sing. One of, one of the shows Jordan and I uh, enjoy watching is The Voice. I don't know if anyone watches The Voice or not. But we kind of love just sitting and, and watching the storylines of people as they progress and become better singers and everything. One thing that just stands out as you, as you watch that show, people sing for all sorts of reasons, don't they? And about all sorts of things. People sing about everything and also about nothing at the same time, right? This, this past season, there was a, um, a singer on the show whose name was Rose, and she was clearly an evangelical Christian. And she sang, um, I can't remember if it was the last show or the, sh- the second to last show, she sang a gospel song with Yolanda Adams that just exalted Jesus as our Savior and as our Lord. And uh, talking about how even, even in this context, we can't save ourselves. We can't bring healing to ourselves, but God does. And it, it just felt like a sweet, worshipful moment. Brothers and sisters, as followers of Christ, He's the reason we sing, right? He, he's the reason we sing. We sing because we have joy in Jesus. We sing because He saves us. 
And we sing in jubilation. We sing in rejoicing of God's work to save and to redeem and to deliver us. May we not ever think that singing's for the birds. Amen? It's not. I hear that sometimes. I don't like to sing. Shape up. No. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, we, we respond in singing, in worship, <clears throat> in worship to our victorious Jesus, who's defeated sin and defeated death and given us life. Amen? We sing in response. Do you remember uh, the Wizard of Oz? Remember when the witch dies? She melts and dies. What happens then? They break into singing, right? Ding dong, the witch is dead, right? The wicked witch is dead. <laughs> As believers, we break out into song. Amen? Worshiping Jesus. That we have life in him. We have, we have salvation in Jesus. We sing because King Jesus, victorious King, has come to the earth. He, he stepped down into time to make, make known his salvation. We see in, uh, here in verse 2, the Lord has made known his salvation. He's revealed that, that he's here to save. He's here to redeem. He's here to restore our relationship with God. That relationship that's been broken because of our sin, Jesus restores that. He redeems. He gives life. We sing because God's worked this miracle of salvation in our hearts. And it's a miracle. Amen? It is a miracle. He's forgiven our sin. He's given eternal life to our dead souls. He's shown us mercy. He's shown us grace. We're saved by Jesus. How can we, how can we not rejoice in praising Him? Amen? How can we not rejoice in His, his saving us? Joy to the world. Amen. We also see in our text, too, that in verse 3, that Yahweh God, sovereign, omnipotent God, has extended His steadfast love. The Hebrew, this, this hesed love, his, his faithfulness to His people, His, his, his never-stopping, never-giving-up, always-and-forever love to His people. And he's, he's, he's extended His faithful, steadfast, hesed love to His people First to Israel, we see here, and then to the nations. Now, God is cool because I'm not bright enough, but I didn't know that today was the nation's candle until I got here. Isn't that cool? The nation's candle. And here we are worshiping our God whose sovereign love is extended to the nations, to the world. That our God is, is, is faithful to, to save and to redeem His people. The, the plan that He revealed in the Garden of Eden after Adam and Eve sinned, was that he would send his son to crush the enemy. And he's done that. The plan that, that God gave to, to Abraham, that he would bless the families of the earth through him, God's done that in Jesus. We're, we're blessed in Jesus. Amen? We are blessed in Jesus. Galatians 3, 13 and 14 tells us that Jesus uh, redeemed us by becoming a curse for us. God's, God's righteousness and His holiness can't simply brush away our sin. But we needed the just penalty of death. And Jesus died that penalty of death so that we, people of the nations across the globe, would know life 
and would know salvation in Jesus Christ. The, the birth of Jesus, his coming to the world, demonstrates God's steadfast love, his hesed love, so all the ends of the earth might know salvation. Amen? Praise him. Joy to the world. God has saved us in Christ. Romans, Romans 1, 16 it tells us, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek, to us as well. Amen? God came to save you. He came to save me. came to save our family. came to save our neighbors, our co-workers, our friends, our enemies. Amen? God came to save, didn't he? He did that in Jesus Christ. And we see in verses 4 through 6 that our response, as we've been talking about, is to make a joyful noise to the Lord. Again, the emphasis here in verses 4 through 6 is on, on singing to Yahweh God because He saves. Making a joyful noise. Breaking forth with, with shouts of joy. This is part of our daily and weekly worship. Amen? It's part of our daily and weekly worship. And continually... One of our favorite times together as a family is our, our nightly worship time. Uh, we gather together and part of our worship time is to sing a, a song or two, depending on time and how, how we're juggling everything. But we love that time to gather in, in family worship and, and to sing. We all, we all know the, the, the influence and the power that music has on us, don't we? And we all know a song can bring us back to a certain feeling we had. A song can, can recall certain memories. A song can recall certain lyrics, good or bad, right? May we be people who, who express and exude and bring forth songs that are, are Jesus-centered, that are Christ-exalting and God-honoring. I don't know about you, but even just listening to Christmas songs during this time, um, it's, there's something special about listening to, to Christmas songs by fellow believers in Christ as opposed to non-believers, isn't it? Like obviously the message is the same, but to hear a fellow brother or sister in Christ sing about Jesus Christ just feels so much more genuine, doesn't it? So much more of, a, of an overflow of praise and worship. We have this opportunity every day to, to worship God. We also have this, this sweet opportunity every week, don't we? To gather uh, in, in worship and praising Jesus Christ, our, our Savior and our Lord. We have every week this opportunity to gather, to sing songs that lift up and exalt Jesus who came to give life to us. That our Jesus who, who stepped down to the earth with the purpose of doing marvelous things, as we just saw in verse 1. And I'll just say too, it's been a great joy to um, worship with you these past seven years. Um, it has been a great honor and privilege to, um, to serve in this capacity, in this role, and to, to gather in singing each and every week. Um, thankful and grateful for the, these times together. Um, and also at the same time, I am excited for you in that um, God has blessed us as a church uh, with Andrew. Andrew's going to step up and do much of the worship leading. Um, Andrew is, is a um, guy who has a, just a common heart. Uh, I've spent much time with him just since they've been here. He has a common heart to exalt Jesus Christ. 
to lift up Jesus, to point to Jesus in his worship leading, which he's, he's done before. He's no novice. Um, and he's a great musician, but he doesn't let that get in the way of exalting Jesus. And uh, he's different than I am, but that's a good thing. Amen? Wow, there are, <laughs> hey. <laughs> okay. Ah, I set myself up for it though, right? (laughs) But he is different and that is a good thing. It is a good thing. Just as you adjusted to me a little bit, I know you'll adjust to him too. Um, But he he does seek to worship worship Jesus and point you to Jesus too. And so I'm excited for you guys in that. Um, And even in that, just just style I think which is cool, even as we look here in this text. My style is a little different than Andrew's. We even see in our text that these different myriads of instruments that we use to worship God, it's not about a specific certain way, is it? It's about lifting up Jesus. It's about proclaiming words that, that, that joyfully worship Jesus, our Jesus who saves us and who redeems us. Um, the point of our weekly gathering is to worship our Jesus who saves, and that should always be, always be our purpose. Amen? to worship Jesus who saves. And that should be true whether it's Advent or June or July, to worship Jesus. So we praise, we praise Yahweh God in the here and the now for what he's done to, to save us uh, in Jesus 2,000 years ago when he came to the earth. But we also praise Yahweh God in the here and now for what he, he will do when he comes, when he returns to, to judge the earth. We see these, this truth in verses 7 uh, through nine of our text. Now, now judgment isn't normally something we rejoice about, is it? But we do see here that we will. That when Jesus comes to the earth again, when he, he comes to judge the earth again, he'll establish his victory. He'll establish his righteousness in his judgment. That God will come to rule over his people with, with equity, as we see, with, with fairness, with, with faithfulness. His, his second coming and, and Jesus' judgment that comes with it means that he'll come to wipe, wipe out every influence of evil. Amen? He'll come to, to wipe out the enemy and his servants. I mean, Jesus will come to eliminate the limited power that the enemy has, which Yahweh God has given him, that limited power, like a dog on a leash. Jesus will come to wipe that out, to obliterate that. Jesus, Jesus came the first time bringing salvation to, to lost, sinful people like us. And he'll come again a second time to, to usher in the new heavens and the new earth. The fullness and the totality of his absolute sovereign reign and rule over all. And it's, it's a time when there will be no more sin, no more evil, no more pain, and no more sadness. This is our, our promise as believers who've placed our faith and trust in Christ, that this is our promised future. Amen? A perfect heaven. It was cool. Just a couple weeks ago, I took out one of the kids for breakfast and uh, chose Mountain View Bakery, of course. How could you not choose Mountain Bakery, right? And so it was fun just to sit over donuts and, and talk about heaven with my little child, my how cool is that to be able to talk about heaven 
And while there's much we don't know about heaven, we do know, we do know these truths. We, we hung out there, actually, which was fun. Just to talk about no more, no more hurting, no more pain, no more sadness, no more sin. But living in, in perfection with God forever and ever. This is our promise as Christians, brothers and sisters. Amen? This is our promise. And knowing, knowing that this is our, our promised eternity because of Christ gives us great joy. It gives us great joy. And we, we see in these verses here in 7 and 9 too that, that all of creation is gathering to worship God who will judge, who will who separate uh, the sheep from the goats. That, that those of us in Christ will be worshiping Jesus when He comes again. We'll be worshiping Him. And I pray that each one of us in this room would be included in those who will be worshiping Jesus for all eternity. And I pray that if you don't yet know Christ, that you, you might surrender to Him. That you would know that He, he came, he, he loves you, that He came to give His life so that you could know right relationship with God now and for all eternity. That Jesus came to save you and give you life. I pray that you would you'd surrender if you don't yet know Jesus uh, as your Lord and Savior. Uh, this hymn, this Christmas hymn, Joy to the World, this psalm, Psalm 98, help us uh, to not just see Christmas as a warm, uh, fuzzy, baby Jesus kind of thing, right? This song and, and this psalm help us to see that Jesus came on a mission, that he came as our, our victorious warrior, that he came as our judge, that he came to, to, to usher in life and to, and to give salvation. Our, our daily and our, our weekly worship is a foretaste, just a taste of the eternal worship of Yahweh God before his throne, where for all eternity we will we'll repeat the sounding joy. Amen. We'll be worshiping in absolute joy forever and ever for our, our great and mighty God. I'm going to try this, and I'm asking you to join me. Sing just a couple verses of Joy to the World. Uh, we'll give it a shot and repeat the sounding joy. And if we make just a joyful noise, amen, right? <laughs> joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing, and heaven and heaven and nature sing. Joy to the earth, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ, while fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains repeat the sounding joy. Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat, repeat the sounding joy. Dear Heavenly Father, we praise You that You sent Jesus to give life and to give salvation to sinful people like us. And Lord, we're so grateful and thankful that You've worked in our hearts uh, to surrender to You. We're so thankful that we have the promise of Your Spirit living in us uh, guiding us, directing us in all things in life. And we pray, Lord God, that you would help us 
to keep our focus on you, um, the one who came to give life to us. So help us to, to shine brightly for you. Lord, I pray that as we reflect even in this time that you came to be on mission to save and to redeem, we ask that you would help us to be on mission in shining for you and in sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with all people. And so Lord, we pray that as we respond in worship now too, that we would, we would joyfully worship you and honor you and glorify you, our great and saving Yahweh, sovereign, omnipotent God. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.